Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. You heard that safe drivers get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw an ad for a vintage baseball cap, and now you find yourself checking the stats of that team's second baseman in 97, wondering why his stolen base total dropped after his rookie season. Wonder how much his rookie card is worth. Yes, they said it was easy to save money with Snapshot from Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me in my podcast, Nichelle Anderson, Short Stories and Beyond. This would be episode 14. For the next few weeks, I will focus on character profiles. As I mentioned earlier last week and uh, prior to that, that for the month of February, and at least for nine weeks going into past February, that I will focus on the main characters that I introduce or reintroduce into this short story for this first season of my podcast which we are basically focusing on Mole. And so today uh, we will focus on the character Echo. I felt that he should come next after Kareen Hagar because he seemed to be not just a new character that has never been introduced in my book or my prior websodes, short films and websodes that pretty much, um, well, yeah, he has never been introduced um, in my book or my webisodes, my stage plays, my short film. And I'm not sure if I will bring him when we return back for the prestige return of Mole stage play. That's still kind of up in the air. He just came out of nowhere pretty much. So let's go ahead and get started. This is your opportunity to understand and to know these characters because there are a lot of them. And um, if you're new to uh, my podcast, um, Mole, is pretty much the production of Moments of Love in Ancient Egypt that was adapted from my book, Mitzrayam, a memoir. And so I started this podcast because it came to me to start writing stories featuring that production. And I will do other short stories that is outside of this theme and this storyline. But for right now, that's what we're doing. And so these character profiles each week for the next nine weeks this is the second week out of the nine weeks that I plan to roll out these characters I did list the characters that I will be talking about on Mole Facebook page and you can find that where you will see the the image that I'm the image that I'm using for my director clip notes that I gave this you know announcement so let's go ahead and just jump right into it for this episode that will most likely be published that would be what february the 12th so let's get started so echo pretty much he's from the orion region outside of the known sedan realm i felt when i wrote him he is in his mid to late 30s i say a bit older than queen hagar 
but not as older than King Milan. They're pretty much the same age. So, you know, in that type of age framework there. Now I'm picking up that Echo is tall. He's medium, medium built. When I see him, when he enters the scene in my mind, wearing a lot of war medals. So pretty much he was born to be a soldier, probably a general in that sense. But he has reached the rank that he's on the High Council of the Orion members. So he's very high in that regard to the regime of the Orions. I do when I'm talking about him, I do see like symbols of his rank as a secret member, council member connection there. So he know a lot of people. He's seen a lot of things. He know a lot of things. He also has a very large scar. That episode when he came out of the cave and he used the same similar method that the Mitri used to, to communicate with Comrade Dita on his mission to Ganuto. And Echo was communicating to the skies or what have you. When he came out, I immediately could recognize a scar. When I first introduced Echo, when Natu had to report back to him and the rest of the Orions, I didn't really recognize the scar. I just saw the his, you know, the front of his face because remember he really didn't move or charge at at Natu. It was Lanco that did, and so. Echo, in that regard, was kind of hiding that scar. Now that episode, pretty much when the first, the first four episodes, you can go back and check either episode four or five. You might have to double check that, but you will see the description when they talk about Echo when he first on the scene. Getting back to Echo, he definitely have a high rank position in the Orion's repertoire in that sense, in the Orion's realm. Of existence and Echo is basically a foreigner to the people here but well known okay and it seems that he is he has some type of I wouldn't say connection to King Milan but he's pretty much headset force in dealing with going as an and um, you know as an enemy of course to King Milan because after he came back down from communicating with that reflection of light that I was mentioning earlier that the Mishrai did as well to communicate to Comrade Dita that they was with him he was communicating to his people in a sense echo and so he did mention in a sense he said a comment that ended that scene pretty much and of course I think that was for patrons only that part of it so you probably if you're not a patron yet which is a patron is is paying for access for the premium content so I sent out my upload episodes that are mostly clips and then the remaining of the story is for patrons only so you will have to become a patron to get the full short story but anyway he did make a comment ending that scene that related to King Milan. So I'm kind of telling you this if you didn't get to get hear that part. But at any rate, I feel it now when I was doing these character profiles that Echo is somewhat, you know, focused on King Milan really to be able to control Mitch Rayam, which is basically dealing with King Milan, right? So it has to be, I feel at this particular moment of time, 
King Milan is the man in during this time period. He's the one with the power. It could be because of the position of Mitzrayim, which we know today is pretty much Egypt. And Egypt is always featured in history, one way or the other, of having extraordinary power and resources and influence. And influence is power, right? But Echo want that and so does his members of his council. So he's tall, pretty much medium built. You can tell he has a lot of military type experience. And plus with that large scar that when he turns, you can immediately see the journey that he experienced that wasn't, I wouldn't say always easy, that he definitely been through some things. But he's very calm and relaxed, like he can hold his his anger compared to Lanko, the other Orion that is always on the edge or so forth, ready to go at it. But he's very strategic. I, I picked up from Echo. Like he has a very high intelligence. Echo is pretty much from a military secret regime. Comes off very, like I said, intellectual in the know. Because when he came out of that cave, he was the only one. He didn't bring the other members. And it felt, as I wrote it, that he know the bigger plan, the bigger mission of why they're there and why they are after Mitzrayim and why they are targeting King Milan. So in that retrospect, you get that feel that Echo is the main person as the adversary towards King Milan. I haven't picked up that King Milan know about Echo or even Queen Hagar or even Comrade Tata. It's as if it's only Natu that they know, which was the first Orion on the scene and the first episode when I kicked this off, which is, you know, before the time of Princess Amenia, which if you haven't went back and saw that, then that was free access because that was me rolling it out. I encourage you to go and check that out. It does get you into the opening of this time period, which we're going back in time from my book. Okay, my book is where Princess Amelia is on the scene, but these short stories is before Princess Amelia was even born. And so Echo seems to be, it's very, it's hard to describe, but with him, he's very, it's almost like, as we call it, some type of game, you know? And so, because it says that he gave directions to Natu to be on a secret mission. So he's definitely the head leader, but it also seemed like I picked up that he's thinking ahead of the game of what's to come. And so with that retrospect, that's what you get. Um, his texture of his skin is almost, I wouldn't say rubbery or whatever. It just seemed very, not as smooth or, or was something like that, but more kind of rugged. Perhaps maybe that scar that I saw when he turned his face, it kind of went really on the side of, side of his cheek all the way down, touching to his neck. And so his texture of his skin just seemed kind of rough and, and rugged, maybe because of his lifestyle, what have you. I'm not sure, but it just seemed that he'd been through a lot. He know a lot, as I mentioned earlier, and reiterating now that when the weeks come and we're, we're turning back to these short stories, we will end up knowing more about Echo, okay? <laughs> so that's pretty much a quick character profile. I gave you some info as well that is, has not been decided if he will be in the Proceeds Return of the Stage play, but he's pretty much an Orion in a sense that I outlined in my book, Mitzrayim, a memoir, and that he, like I said, is very military stance and he 
definitely want to conquer Mitch Ram. All right, so the next I'm going to talk about is for patrons only. So if you want to be a patron, go ahead and check that out. This right here, what I'm about to share with them will not be public. <laughs> and it will be something that you might not even get to know about when I return the production to the stage. So, all right, thank you. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and <clears throat> sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations.